following podcast is provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders Radio Network with Kelly Smith, Vice President of Marketing and Sales of Care Partners Living. And this hour, we have been talking about, you know, just really the myths and the realities and the, you know, the, the actualities of senior living. And we've touched on a lot of, you know, maybe there's misperceptions, there's different types of things that families may have an idea of what assisted or senior living as a whole is like. And that world has changed so dramatically to everyone. If you've been with us this hour, I hope that you've been enjoying the conversation that Kelly and I are having. And certainly we're going to close this hour um, to all the family members that have a loved one. Because I think you have a role in this, and it's really important that you understand what your role is, and it's a huge, huge part of making sure that the quality of life for your senior loved one is the best possible. And so, Kelly, thank you for being with us this hour. It's my pleasure. So, Kelly, when I remember when I was told my mom was leaving skilled nursing and I had like one week to find her a place... And I was like frantic and I had no idea what to do. I was touring communities. I didn't know one from another. They all looked the same to me. (laughs) I didn't, of course, this is back in 2006. So you have to understand things have even changed since then. So I'm not, I, I mean, since 2006 to today, that's a very big difference. But just to look at, I felt like a deer in the headlights because I didn't know what questions to ask. I didn't know what would be the bright choice for mom. Uh, she was not in a position to be able to just come and tour with us, even though I decided, well, I'll find two places that I really like and I'll take her to two and she can pick one of the two. Right. So, but she ended up when I did that, she says, just pick one. I don't want to go. So it was like, fine. So anyway, so Kelly, as a family member, what, I guess, what are the main responsibilities? I guess when I say responsibilities, I kind of say it loosely. And how can we be as family members, the best advocate for a loved one? The first thing you need to do is understand how the assessment process, process works in an assisted living memory care community. They have to assess, that's state law. They, yeah. We have to do an assessment. We have to have our nurse put their eyes on your loved one, either in our building or in their home, wherever mm-hmm. they're at, hospital, wherever they're at. And we have to do an assessment based on what their care needs are going to be. Now, from that assessment tool that the nurse uses, she's going to come back and use her computer to put together a care plan. Right. She's going to make adjustments. She's going to put in notes. She's going to put a care plan. Every single individual that's in assisted living has a Mm -hmm. care plan, including memory care. You don't touch that resident. You don't work with that resident until you have signed off on that care plan. Right. Um, so a lot of a lot of times what I've seen with families is they'll come in, they'll sign all the contracts, they'll write the check, and then we never see them again until they come to visit mom. It's like, did you go over the care plan with the nurse? No, Why no. not? It's, it's also part of this. You, you need to sit down and understand. It's not just, well, yeah, because we have to do X, Y, and Z for your mom, and that's why it's going to be this much a month. Great. What is her care plan? Sit down and talk to them about what is it going to look like in a day for her. And I think you can't be mad at somebody if if there's another expectation that you have. Well, Um, and I'm going to add to that really quick, um, Kelly, because oftentimes, especially if mom or dad live separately from from an adult child, they'll oftentimes hide what their real needs are. 
Um, and a, a professional can go and they can professionally assess of what the actual needs are. So maybe mom or dad are not consistent with their medication. <laughs> maybe mom or dad have had, um, you know, their furniture walking more or they're, you know, they're not cooking, you know, quality meals or anything like that. Um, maybe they're not providing the best grooming habits as they should. So there's different types of things that, you know, sometimes you can, you know, fudge things for a day or so <laughs> if you're around, uh, you know, an adult child. And because we're not professionals as an adult child, we don't necessarily know what the warning signs are, what to look for. So that's a whole other piece of why this assessment process is so, so important. Well, it is. And the nurse doesn't have anything to do with financials. No. So the nurse is basing this off of an assessment tool. and It's going right. to tell her what level of care they come in at. So the nurse doesn't care about any of that. Mm -hmm. I've had nurses turn down people that were going to be private pay for 10 years. They were never going to go on Medicaid. She said, no, they're right. not moving in here. I just did their assessment. Let me tell you why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's because we're not the right fit for them. This is sure. too heavy of care. She's, you know, or, or this person's not ready for memory care. They need a different environment. They're very mm -hmm. honest in what they're doing because they have a license to protect. Right. Um, and it's not just about the license. Most of these people do this because they're good people. You right. know, they're the kind, they, they, they want to take care of folks, but those want the right people in the right buildings. Right. Um, you, you don't want the wrong people in, in an assisted living community if they're not ready for that. Right. So the nurses are going to be very honest with you, but again, that care plan, that is, if you're power of attorney, or you're the daughter, son, whatever, the spouse, you should be sitting down with that nurse going over that care plan. Right. Because again, there might be some things in there. You live with them every day. We don't. We get an hour with them for an assessment, maybe an hour and a half, sometimes two, but an hour is typical for an assessment. The nurse is just asking mm -hmm. questions. She's not doing a skin check. Sure. She's not, you know, we like to do them in their homes because then we can see them walk around yeah. and also see what kind of environment they're living in. That really yeah. does help. Um, and I always call it furniture walking. Are they hanging on to things to get from one place to another, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I well, kind of do in the bedroom at night when I get up to go to the bathroom because I'm not, you know, I mean, I do a little bit of that. Well, I we all I do all do in the middle of the night. First yeah. of all, stub your toe on something. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that with, there is every day, absolutely... every time we get up. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. another thing too that the nurses are going to look at, you know, if mom's medications are sitting out, they're going to ask her about them. Tell me what you take and how often you take when the nurse is going to look at it. I mean, how many times we've come back from an assessment and the nurse is like, I can't wait to get this person in my building. They got pills that have got 2017 written on them sitting on the, yeah. on the counter. Yeah. It's like, well, nobody's paying attention to this because no, parents no. also, if, if my, my dad told me I'm taking this medication and I'm, it, yeah, it's expired, but I take it every day and I take it when I want to. And I'm not going to take it away from him. It's my dad. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people deal with with their parents too. You know, that we don't snoop too much. You go over to no, their house. Never. And I mean, that's true. We were raised in a very different generation. You don't go over there and go through your mom's medications. You don't go no. into her purse. You don't get into her no. stuff. And no. so I think that's still happening today where sometimes kids don't always catch the earmarks of, of, of what to really watch for. What's a red flag. Yeah. Um, again, if there's no food in the house and they're eating out all the time, why? You know, what's happening? Um, are they, you know, what's the quality of the food they're eating? Um, are bills getting paid on time? You know, did mom call That's you? Another, you know, did the electricity get turned off because they forgot to pay the bill? Um, what's the yard look like? You know, are they only living in a couple of rooms of the house? You know, we've seen people that bedroom, bathroom, 
living room, living room, bedroom, bathroom, living room. And they make this, and that's it. They got an entire, you know, 24 square, you know, hundred square foot house. They're not using. So it's just like, what's really happening. But again, it's also, are they calling you every day? Because there's things that they need that they can't do anymore. Mm-hmm. And are you concerned? Are you sleeping at night? Yeah. Are you worried that, you know, mom's going to fall? Um, you know, her health is declining and you don't know what to do. You're watching a lot of weight loss with an elderly yeah. person. Anytime their weight fluctuates, you sure. know, five or 10 pounds in the wrong, either direction, it's something to pay yeah. attention. Yeah. Those and I think the other thing, what um, you're saying is so valuable because I think sometimes adult children feel like they don't have a say. And I, there's something I remember when I was caring for my mom, something switched inside of me. And I don't, I, and it was probably when she was about two years into it, when I was kind of just taking it all in and wanting to be accurate with everything, because I didn't, wanted to always tell the truth. And so I would correct my mom all the time and she had dementia and that didn't go over well. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but I started, I, you know, I, I wrote in my book, the one of the shifting thing was, is that I learned to become, instead of a caregiver, I became an advocate. And there's a huge difference between taking care of someone, how you think they should be taken care of, and stepping into their shoes and advocating for what they want. There you go. There you go. And I remember that shift so vividly that all of a sudden, it's just like this light came on inside of me. It wasn't about what I felt. You know, it was about what mom felt. And I remember times like when she was in the hospital of we, they were giving her thickened liquids because she had a problem, you know, a little bit of a challenge with swallowing. And what I did was I, you know, she was like, I want water. Well, she drinks water all the time. It's like, but the hospital said, no, no, no. You know, and I'm going like, you know what? I'll sign a waiver. I don't care. This is what mom wants. And the old Suzanne would have said, Oh, I have to, I have to take care of the, you know, this, and I have to do it the hospital's way. Well, no, there's a gray area there. And to just negotiate with the hospital, negotiate with the community saying, you know, one of the things that was really mom didn't know how to speak for herself. I had a care conference with the community, which is great. I said, you know, I don't know what's going on, but mom's not happy with the food. And I sat there with the, they go, we're going to bring the dietitian in. And so the dietitian asked me the most ridiculous, crazy question. You know what? I think your mom, it's, she eats the food fine, but there's something missing. And she goes, well, well, tell me what she likes to, you know, eat. And I told, I went through that. And then I said, and she loves milk. And she, and they go, oh, we've never given her milk before. I go, okay. So they start giving her milk. She's like happy. Those are the things that having care conferences are so critical. There you go. We, we, we did an assessment one time on this couple. It was for Bothell. I'll never forget it because I laughed so hard. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> the kids come in, pick out the community. We do the assessment for mom and dad. It comes back almost 15 grand a month. The kids are having a heart attack. Well, mom and dad were like, heck, we're moving into this place. We want you to give us a bath on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <laughs> He wants you to come in and do this and this, and this, and they just, everything, they were helpless. Yeah. They didn't yeah. do nothing. Yeah. And they yeah. could, they were perfectly fine. The kids are like, they're full of poop. They don't need yeah. anybody helping them take a bath. They don't need anybody doing this and this no. for them. They just thought, Hey, if we're moving in here, we might as well lay back and let you let's do everything. Let's just get more. it all. 
Yeah. Kids came in first <laughs> and they were like, yeah, no, mom's lost her mind. You don't need all this. Let me tell you what a typical day looks like. Yeah. So then with the reassessment and new information from the kids, now we went from 15,000 down to six. Yeah. Yeah. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, families can also be an advocate for their families, their, their parent to make sure the parents not becoming too, too dependent too. Absolutely. Assisted living communities like it in assisted living. When, they're, when the residents can be as independent as possible for as long yeah. as possible. And it's not benefiting us. Yeah. It benefits them. Yeah. Because again, you don't want these folks to decline in your buildings. That's not the point of assisted living. The point is they have a great quality of life. They actually sometimes get to a better baseline. That's what you're looking for. You want a quality right. of life. You want it good. You don't want them to move in and decline. That's not the point. So um, paying attention to those things is really important. But again, if family feedback helps. Yeah. If, if somebody just lost a spouse and the kids come and tell us, don't bring dad up, we need to know that. So Kelly, how do we reach you? CarePartnersLiving.com is the best place to get a hold of us. You can check out pictures and testimonials and all kinds of fun stuff. And we're so glad everyone has been with us. Have a wonderful President's Day holiday on Monday. We're very excited to have everyone with us this hour. And Kelly, I'm always grateful, so grateful for you every day. Well, thank you so much for all you do. We love you. And to all of our listeners, remember one thing, be good to each other. The preceding podcast was provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Care Partners Living, go to carepartnersliving.com. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond, I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.